like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey everyone, it's Sophia, and welcome back to this very special two-part work in progress. Last week, we kicked off the new year on WIP with my good friend and castmate on Good Sam, Sky P. Marshall. If you haven't listened already, go check it out because we had such a fun conversation. In fact, Sky is such an interesting human and we had so much to talk about that today you are listening to part two of our chat. I could not bear to edit this episode down because she is magic. You are not going to want to miss this one because today we dive into so much about Good Sam and how we ended up working on the show together. Let's get to it. Do you want to tell the people how it started? I absolutely They're do. They're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. How did I become Dr. Lex truly? Yeah. So, as Sophia has shared, I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I I was very much obsessed with Chicago PD. Solely because of Sophia Bush. I don't know what it was about you. I honestly don't. I just knew that it was like, it was a collect. It's not one thing. There's mm-hmm. a collection of things about you that make your wholeness so dope. From mm. obviously your beautiful warm face, this swagger that you have um, that you wouldn't know unless you were able to see yourself. You can't even feel it. You have this mm. certain. You have like a certain swag about you. Then obviously the voice. Then on top of that, your acting skills. Like it was. It's like layer, and then the smile. It's like layers of thing that like 
I'm watching and I'm like, who is this? Because I never watched One Tree Hill. But I got into Chicago PD and I'm like, who is this woman? So I like researched you. And then I then started watching some of One Tree Hill. And I was like, how did I not know about this? And I mean, I knew about the show, but I just didn't know about you. But you just popped. And I'm like, I'm in. I'm sold. And then like when you left, I was I started watching it again. And I was just like, good show, but not. it's not the same show. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. So I tapped out. And then what year was that? That uh, your last season aired? I left in 2017. Huh. 2017. I now. left three months before the Harvey Weinstein story broke. Oh, wow. Would mm. you look at that? Would you look Lucky at the timing? Them. Yeah. The um, only reason why I asked the year is because cut two, I go and do an episode of This Is Us. It airs uh, fall of 20... Wasn't it? 2019. 2019. Yeah. So my episode airs. I'm obsessed with This Is Us, so it was great for me to be on the show. My episode airs, and then the very next episode, you air. And I'm like, oh my God, there she goes. Where has she been? And I was like, it's Sophia Bush. And I was like, that is so cool. I had an episode right before Sophia Bush. Wild and awesome. Moving on. February 8th of 2020, a few <laughs> months after the This Is Us episode aired, November of 2019, me and my friend Jania go to a, uh, it was a Black AIDS Institute event in Los Angeles for uh, one of our friends, Karama Brown, and who's being honored. And um, after the red carpet situation, I see Sophia. And I say to Jania, like, I'm going to go say something. And Janine's like, girl, go. Bye. So then I'm like, rush. <laughs> I like rushed Sophia and like fangirled her really fast to her face because I knew she was like being like taken away because she you had to speak. And 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 the, the ceremony was starting. So anyway, so I like, I love you. And like, I was on This Is Us. And then your episode aired after my This Is Us. But like, I really love you. And then she was like, oh my God, thank you. And like, you were so sweet and kind. And then you were like being pulled off. And then you were gone. And I was like, ah, 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 ah. did it. Awesome. I love when that happens, when you get to like fucking be someone that you're a fan of. Great. Let's go inside. That was that. That was February 8th of 2020. Two and a half, three weeks later. Not even. Two weeks later. I'm sitting on my couch. And I open up Instagram and I see Katie Wesh's post that her new series, Good Sam, has Sophia Bush as her lead. And I'm like, stop it. And I had worked with Katie once before on her pilot in 2019 that I guest starred on and didn't move forward, but I stayed in contact with Katie because I absolutely loved her. And um, I, I messaged my manager and I was like, hey, have you guys read Good Sam? And they're like, yeah, got the script, read it, loved it. Is there anything in there for me? Um, well, there's only one other female lead in your age range. Um, and they gave me the whole character breakdown. And I was like, okay, um, I, could, I, could, I could do that. Did you submit me? And they were like, yeah, we submitted you like a few times to casting, but didn't hear anything back. And I was like, interesting. All right. So I just kind of sat still and I just... Like, just, I was like, spirit, I don't know what I'm going to do. Tell me what to do here. And then I was like, screw it. And I pulled my phone out and I just messaged Katie directly. And I was like, hey, Katie, hope all is well. I just wanted to add, congratulate you again on getting Sophia Bush and wondering, like, could you ever see me playing? At the time, the character's name was Pippa. Pippa? 
And she's like, wait, you're available? I'm like, yeah, I'm available. And she's like, oh, okay, well, I hate to do this to you, but can you come to CVS today at 5.30? Remind you, it's 2 p.m. Oh, my God. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. She's like, okay, um, so this is for what's called a, a, a test. And this is where you audition for the studio network executives. It's about five or six of them. And just for the people listening at home, this skips like the first audition, the callback. Right. The Things producer have session. happened, which for some reason... Casting didn't connect with Katie about you. Don't worry, we've set fire to that sure uh, did. failed chain since. Yep. And and so Sky, I just need y'all at home to understand, is getting this information at the last possible stage, which is also the biggest deal, with three hours to yep. learn a bunch of scenes, Twelve get pages. into hair and makeup, get to uh, get far from your house. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm sweating. No, like my hands, remembering that my moment. neck hurts. <laughs> just like ugh. yeah. So I had tw- there's twelve pages of dialogue, and um. So Katie's like, okay, so you only have to do two of the three scenes because they know you just got it. And I was like, no, I'll do all three. She's like, okay, Sky, but like you don't have to like have it all memorized because like again, they just they know that you just got it. And I was like, no, I'll have it all memorized. And she's like, okay, Sky, look, I'm. I really like feel good about this. So I'm going to go to bat for you, but I really want you to do your best. You don't like, you know, I was like, Katie, listen, pressure is a privilege. I somehow work really well under these conditions, but what you can do is you can meet me there an hour early and like, we can do like a work session that whatever these other girls may have, you know, gotten notes on. Like we could, she's like, yeah, absolutely. So I'm like, great. So smart. So I grab a friend. I put the friend in the car. We running lines as we get to the studio. Run line, drill line, drill line, drill line, drill lines. Put friend in Uber, sends friend home. Goes into the studio and then do a work session. Right? With Katie and Jenny and Joanna. And uh, it was it was incredible. It was just magic. You know, it was just real magic. Because I went in there and I just, I, 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 I told the, these amazing women. I was just like, look, um... I read the character breakdown. I love it. I'm kind of here to change your mind about it. Like whoever you have coming, I'm sure they are Pippa. But I want to kind of change your mind a little bit about about the slice of life of of this character. And they're like, yeah, let's go. Like, let's play. Like, give it to us. And we did it. So then I come out and I see the other two, three girls there. And (laughs) it wasn't as welcoming as I'd hope, of course. But I sit down and it's game time. The studio executives come in. I, I'm completely frozen in fear of the unknown. I don't know what notes I may not remember that they just gave me in the room. Um, did, I, did I lock the beats in? It's just a lot. It's overwhelming. And now mm-hmm. these suits are walking in. And these are the money people. So, you know, they're not the creative team, per se, so I, uh, yeah, I went in the room and I had to just, the narrative in my mind at that time was, I heard y'all needed me? What's up? I heard y'all needed me? Like, I just kept saying that in my head <laughs> as if like, you need me. Yeah. Like You asked me y'all, to come here. I was supposed to be in the grocery store. I had errands to do today. Like, what's the emergency? I'm here. What's going yeah. on? Y'all good? Like, that was like my mentality. And I went in the, I went in the room like that, right? Yes. Um, with that energy. And, uh, you know, they were like, how are you? I was like, I'm good. Just trying to keep from selling weed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but y'all are in the blessing business. So let's just go in and 
get this going. You know, I was just kind of, and I just was laughing at myself because I was hearing the mantra in my head and it made it fun. And I just took all the stakes out of it. And then I leave out of the room and like, I'm chatting with the other girls and we're having a chat and we're like, oh my God, pilot season. It's so crazy. Pilot season is when all the new shows are coming in and everyone's trying to figure out what shows are going to move forward or not. Um, So of course all the actors are being auditioned all over the place. So we're just talking about like, oh my God, it's just so stressful, right? And I'm like, yeah, I know, it's crazy. So we're all like throwing our audition paper in the trash that have all the lines and our notes and stuff on it. And I say to them, because they were actually like pretty nice. And I was like, oh my God, we should take a picture together. Because I was totally going to send this photo to Katie with me like in the middle. Because like my petty chakra lit up in this moment for whatever (laughs) reason. So like we take a photo together. And as we're taking the photo, I get that text pop up. And I see Katie's name with a bunch of caps and emojis. So I hurry up and swipe it because the two girls could see my camera. Yeah. Because I'm about to take a selfie. So then I take the selfie and then I'm like, okay, guys. Oh my God, it was so nice meeting you. Good luck. Oh, crazy 2020. And then they walk away. I open my phone and I like hurry up and read it. And it's Katie and, and it's all caps. She was like, you killed it. They loved you. We'll see you Monday for the network te- uh, network test, which is like, another 15 executives, but now from the network of CBS. So I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And then I like waited to make sure the other girls were gone. And then I went in the trash <laughs> and I got my audition lines out and like hopped in the car. You're like, home. I need these yeah. notes. Yes, I need all these notes. Got in the car. And then, um, and then that weekend, it was go time. Mm-hmm. But when I, when I got home after that experience that night, I sat back on the couch and I was like, what just happened? Yeah. Four hours ago, I was scrolling Instagram, procrastinating from doing errands today. And now I'm back on the same couch four hours later, but I just did a studio test for Sophia Bush and CBS. Because let me remind you, CBS was on my very first vision board, right? Mm. And my very first apartment was on Radford across the street from CBS. So here I was with my secret. I had the whole starter kit of manifestation. Mm -hmm. I had my crystals and my angel cards, and I could see CBS network. So I said I wanted to be a series regular on a CBS show, and I want to be in a medical drama. And I went, and I got headshots. You've seen the headshots. My headshots are me and Scrubs. And I was sitting on my balcony looking at CBS, and then I realized (sighs) I manifested an extra job for a year on CSI New York. And that's where I learned specificity. Mm. I said, I actually manifested what I asked for, but I wasn't specific about it. Mm. So that's when I learned like, okay, I got to get very even more clear on what I want. So now here's the moment has now come back 10 years later, CBS, except now Sophia Bush and it's a medical drama. Oof. Come in, I do the network test, I have fun with it, I'm out. And I'm waiting. Now, it's a Monday, which, as you know, Sophia, every hour of waiting mm. to see if you got a job or not is like a, a day. Torture. Yeah. And so I hear nothing on Monday afterwards. Tuesday, I hear that the other girl's out, but I have to do a chemistry read with Sophia Bush. And I was like, ah, say less, when do I show up? <laughs> And then I'm debating my whole way there, like, do I tell her 
that I was the craze fan who... Uh, the beautiful girl in the white suit. Bum-rushed who? her and completely... Because, again, this is just my head playing tricks on me. But I'm like, that's going to make me a fan and not like an actor. And then the other side was like, no, you should be a professional actor meeting a professional actor. And I was like, ugh, that sounds boring. So, yeah, I was like, screw it. So as soon as I came in the room, I was just like... I'm the girl. <laughs> and then you were just like, oh, oh, yes. Oh, my God, yes. So like that, to me, helped just break the ice. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like, at least for me, I just kind of like relaxed and exhaled. And I looked at Katie. And Katie, knowing me now for a year, just kind of gave me this nod of like, do it all, right? And I remember you and I having this physical play in the room. Like, mm-hmm. and I remember you accidentally dropped a line and I was like, okay, come on now, get it together. This is actually your audition, not mine. And like, <laughs> we were just like, it was just so playful and fun yeah. in the room. And and I left there thinking, if it's not me, they better be casting a man. It has to be something so outrageous. It better not, not be me. It was it was just like a dream opportunity right there, mm. so close that I could taste it. And here I was the next, no, two days had gone by now. I haven't heard anything. So now I'm ready to like cry into my pillow and tear down my good Sam shrine that I built. And um, I'm sitting in an audition room, having to now audition for something else. And I came out of the audition and I got the call from Katie. And when I answered the phone and she said it, I sprint in heels down the sidewalk in Studio City, screaming at the top of my lungs. And then I'm just like besides myself. And I can't wait to just hurry up and get off the phone with her so I can call my mom. And I Mm. call my mom and I just burst into tears. And she knew I was waiting. So she knew with me calling and crying, she already knew like, is this happy tears? Is this sad tears? I'm like, she's trying to read. Oh, God. But it's like... (laughs) 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 It was like ugly cry. It wasn't like, uh, we did it, Joe. You know what I mean? (laughs) We did it, Joe. But um, yeah, and then then I just stood on that sidewalk and I savored the moment because I realized from this moment on, I'm officially a series regular actor. Like I can never not say that I hadn't had a series regular no matter what happened with the pilot. And um, and then I DM'd you because I didn't have your number yet, and uh, and yeah, and it's been a love story since. I love it. It's one of my best stories of of getting a, a role because I don't have an agent, I don't have a talent agent, and while my manager is absolutely brilliant, nothing can compare to me really being obedient to whatever this magical spiritual energy is that is this force field, the universe, God, whatever anybody wants to call it, it's so real and so effective if and when we are able to just be still and tap into it and just Mm -hmm. plug in. You know, it's such a resource for me. And if I ignored that push to reach out to Katie, I wouldn't be sitting here with you right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And here I was judging Instagram. Like I need, I should, I should, I should be spending less time on Instagram. 
had I not been spending time on Instagram to even see that post, to be able to be there within that three-hour window for that mm. opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, it blows my mind. And it makes me, it makes life fun for me. Mm. It makes life so fun. It feels like a riddle. Mm. So every day I wake up with a mentality of expectancy. I'm expecting God to just play. Something's going to happen. Some play is going to take place. I don't know what it may be, but, you know, it just makes it makes things very fun in life, I will say. And it makes it less, it makes it easier for me to not take so many things personally, mm-hmm. you know, because whatever I'm supposed to experience, I'm supposed to experience, whether it feels good or not, is my experience. Yeah. Um, and then whatever someone else is supposed to experience, that's theirs, but it's not for me to ingest everything and take things so personally. Because as you know, as an artist, we are extremely sensitive, but paradoxically, we have to be very strong because you have to take on the the nose mm-hmm. for years, you know, or take on the critics or take on the fill in the blanks. So to be sensitive and strong simultaneously going through this experience and make time to be authentic and enjoy the, the journey, like that has just been the balance for me, is mm. balancing that and allowing it all to just run its course. But I do have FOMO, so. <laughs> we all do. We all do. Okay, what was on the vision board? Uh, so the Did you put board, the picture of you, the headshot, in your scrubs on the vision board? Well, no, not on the vision board, but the scrub headshot was next to the vision board. Okay, okay. I had a logo, legit logo of CBS. I had a legit logo of um, Netflix on there, which the Netflix job got me, you know, the... The noise, yeah. if you will, for Sabrina. more opportunities. Yeah. Um, Katie knew I was on Sabrina. Like everything on that vision board, when I think about it now, I mean, I've, I'm like 10 vision boards later. I kind of want Because I still do vision boards. I we should do one for this year. Let's do it. Okay. I love vision what boards. What went on the Good Sam Shrine? Oh, the Good Sam Shrine. There's one Good thing that I know I don't, I'll never like, tell you that. No. <laughs> I love it the most. You oh, you don't have to. I think it's the cutest. I just love your depth of research. But what else? Tell us what was on it. Because <laughs> then I'm like a psychopath. I don't but think so. You know what it is? I call it my lab, right? So like for me, when I'm when I'm creating a goal, when I'm creating, when I'm co-creating, um, and it, uh. A life experience, if you will. Mm. My bedroom starts to turn into what I what I like to call a lab. Mm. I my bedroom, the walls are not so much decorated for anyone else. It is there so that I can constantly remind myself on what am I laser beam focused towards. So yeah, I had the CBS logo, I had the Netflix logo, I had a like a uh, one of those cute bungalow houses in LA, like a you know yeah. three bedroom cute little. <laughs> Um, I had one on love and relationship, which it was like, you know, happy couple, but then also like a photo of a couple that are clearly working through something, Mm. you know, because I, I don't want to, I don't need to be happy 100% of the time in a relationship. Like also be able to challenge me and, and make me have to like see my, put the mirror up, right? Yeah. Let's grow together. And then I had the health and wellness staff, which, you know, <laughs> work in progress. Forever. Um, forever. 
And uh, and then I had the I had one that was like it was a, a photo of an eyeball, um, but but the universe it was kind of like was in the eye like so it's like a very spiritual mm. um, image of just like spirit of just like staying open um, to receive but also being obedient when it's time to like move mm. act or do um that was yeah so that's usually and then the family photo one so that's usually my vision board I like my vision board to not just be career oriented it also has to be my health it also has to be my finances my love and relationship my spirituality and uh my family Hmm. yeah which also good Sam has pulled from that first vision board yeah. as well with family because now I get to have a relationship with my father who I did not have a relationship at all with before mm-hmm. because he's very much like Griff. Like he 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 can only really have a relationship as a doctor. So he keeps texting me like, need any help? Need any help? I'm like, nope, good, good with today's scenes. Um and then, but then sometimes I'll send him scenes that I don't need help with just to <laughs> stimulate him and get him all excited and to just hear his voice. And like, we just, and now we get to like talk for hours and have fun. So like, mm. that's a huge long-term goal that has also manifested because of this opportunity that um, just makes my heart explode more than I can even muster words for like I can't even put it into words it's in, it's insane like I'm still processing it all like having mm. so many different things manifesting at the exact same time that was a 10 year old goal yeah yeah but again I love I love to be frank about what it takes to get to this moment yeah you know relationships like, for me <sighs> Well, and just the amount of work. The like, work on the relationships. Yeah. That is work for me. Not mm-hmm. like work, like I don't want to do the work. I actually really do love the people that I admire in the industry. And as you know, um, I love staying in contact with people. Even if I don't even know them, I'll find them on like social platforms and I'll mm-hmm. just follow their work. There are my, of course, personal relationships. That's one thing. I just have to show up and be present and be and be 100. Yeah. In that not having an agent has required me to really work and hone in on relationships in the industry. And that's where mm. I have I was I, I honestly I would say yeah, I've definitely kind of mastered that at least for me because I can look at my results. And if it wasn't for my relationship with Katie, we wouldn't be sitting here. Mhm. Right? Um if it wasn't for my relationship with Karamo, I wouldn't have met you. Yeah. Which I do think created some kind of energetic pull that got me into that room. Who knows, right? Like, we don't know what's behind the curtain in Oz. But what happened with us, that would never make sense to me. The timing of that. That was wild. That would that would never make um, 100% sense to me. But hey, here we are. So, But yeah, no, when you say that you you like the Frank... Um, response around like how did we get here here meaning no I just I just mean like to this point in the journey you know like even for me when people ask me about what they admire or see in my career 
and then say, you know, and it, it all seemed to be great or what I'm like, it's, this took 20 years to yeah. be right here where I am right now. Mm. You know, it's, it's a, it's a big, long journey and you got to be in it, you know, for, for the beginning all the way up the climb. And, and I think I always want to be frank with people like our, our job is all peaks and valleys. Absolutely. It's not like the corporate world where you do a steady climb forever. Right. And I don't know. I think, I think it requires gumption and faith and incredible emotional availability and a tough skin. It's, it's a lot of things that don't feel like they go together. Right. <laughs> you know, you're spinning a lot of plates. Right, right, right. But I think that when it's the thing you love, you know, you said it, you wanted to be on a medical drama from the beginning. Yes. I've always loved this genre. Like I love a family drama. I love a medical drama. I love, um, and then, you know, I love sort of stranger slice of life things that I get to go and do in like that independent world. But there are certain things that work because they allow us to go through the doorway of feeling. And I think that's what a hospital is for sure. Absolutely. You know? Oh. How does it feel different now compared to the years that you have been in this industry? What makes this year different? And like feeling-wise, I mean, how whole, do you feel? The whole thing feels different. You know, my first job was just like, I was out hustling, going on hundreds of auditions a right. year. And I booked this show and we never knew it was going to be a big deal, let alone a hit, let alone last for a long time. But when you kind of have like lightning in a bottle, you, you, you ride it. You don't right. like jump off that train. Looking back, I realize what was really not okay about it, especially in terms of the way that we as young people were being treated. Right. Um, and so it's like, it's, it's been a mixed bag of like joy and pain for all of us. You know, it's why me and the girls decided to do the other podcast to do drama Queens. Cause we were like, we gotta, we gotta throw the trash out. And when you have nine years of trash, but also nine years of beautiful moments, like it's a really confusing relationship. It's kind of like being in an abusive relationship. Mm. And we were like, how do we, how do we take the garbage out and just remain in love? Like we, we have this opportunity to do that, but it certainly as an artist can contain your relationship to your career. And it's taken me until my adulthood to understand that some of that stuff has almost made me inclined to reject success because I don't trust it. And I went to a more successful world. I went and did my show in Chicago and it got worse, like so much worse. But I had this group of people who I really loved, but then I also experienced like real abuse and violence at work. Yeah. And the people I loved didn't have the tools to stand up for me. And were also very afraid that they were going to lose their jobs. And so again, there was love, but it was really violent. And so I needed, for me, I needed space from all of it. It's like when people go through a bad relationship and then they give up dating, you know? Absolutely. You're like, I'm going to be celibate for a year. Like I'm out of the game. Mm -hmm. 
which I also highly recommend. Um, but I was like, I'm going, I'm not going to do this for a minute. I have to do something completely different for a minute. And for me, that felt like service. That was like, I'm going to go work for a bunch of nonprofits and a bunch of community organizers, and I'm going to go work on an election, and I'm, I'm just going to go to work for the people. And like, that's just what I'm going to do. And so I would do a project here. I would do a movie there, but I didn't do anything that took 10 months of my year. Right. Because I needed to do the opposite. And, and then, you know, I developed this show that I really loved, but it was not the right time. I mean, and even we knew it, we were like, oh man, we developed this show that was written before the 2016 election. And it's all about like foreign government interference in United States politics. And like, we were like, it's too close to home. We're all traumatized. Like, we don't even want to watch this show right now. I think, you know, had things been different, that show probably would have gone. But again, nothing will miss you. And this was for us. Absolutely. So I, I couldn't do that job so I could do this job. And, and that was an experience, like you said, if you can learn when you quote unquote lose, you're not losing, you're still winning. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you always get what you want, you're probably pretty bored. So that was a really cool experience where I just got to learn, learn, learn. And then it really prepped me for this. When I took my first meeting with Katie and she pitched me four scripts she was working on in 2019. Yeah, I remember when she was like, what was it, September and October, she had like three mm-hmm. press releases of three different shows. Mm-hmm. I was like, geez, this she woman was just is working like crazy. And I was like, how is she going to do this? And then, sort of similarly to you, by the way, like somebody screwed up. And I was told I was going to get this script as soon as it was ready. And then Katie heard that I just hadn't read it yet, but nobody had sent it to me. So she thought I was like blowing off the show. And I was like, where is my script? Right. And so then everyone kind of figured it out. And it was, can you test tomorrow? Ooh. And I was like, hmm? But same exact experience as you. I at least got a night to sleep on it. But I was like, yep, sure can. And I'll be off book. And it's five scenes. Watch me. (laughs) Because I was like, I know this woman already. I know Sam. And this is mine. And you know me. Like, I'm the most self-doubty, self-loathing, confused, (laughs) anxious person on the planet. I'm very, if it's for us, I'm like, this is what we're doing. Right. Like, if we're protesting, if we're doing election work, if we're, I'm doing it. But right. when it's for me, I'm always like, no, um, I'm so sorry. I think I'm in the way. I'll just move. <laughs> and I was like, this is mine. It's mine. Like, I knew it was mine. Right. And yeah, I just went in and I did it. And then I did the final test for all the suits in the room. And then when they were reading you and Edwin and Travis and all the other actors they read for the show, I was like, I'm coming in to read everybody. And they were like, oh, no, you don't have to do that. And I was like, no, no, I'm coming in to read everybody Mm -hmm. because this is the tone I want to set on this show. Because everybody always says, well, the number one, the number one, the number one. All the number one is responsible for doing is setting a tone. And my tone is a team tone. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't, I like to be a team leader, but I don't like to be the one in charge. I want us to be a team. 
Yeah, I love that. And so for me, it was so important. Katie and Jenny and Joanna already felt like my team. And I was like, no, I'm coming in when the cameras aren't on, when no one will know we did this. I'm going to come in and read every single person who's up for every single job Mm. because it's a sign of respect. And they were like, okay. (laughs) Everyone was kind of like, whoa, wow. All right. Wait, so when that happened, I was always curious, was that meant to happen before? Does that usually happen before testing? Or does that usually happen after the network, the studio and the network already see the talent? So they were into testing for your role already. And it was it was all happening in the same week, me and you. Oh, Everything wow. was happening at the same time, These these characters. And so once I was set, I was like, this is what I want to do. And they said, oh, well, we tested people for the role of Pippa, which became Lex. And, and they were like, but we have a favorite. Will, will you come do a chemistry read just with one person? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> obviously. And then I went in and I read everybody for Malcolm and everybody for Caleb and everybody. Like I went in and read lots of wow. people for all the other parts, but you were, you were always the only Lex. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I just like, I guess I tell that story in this moment to illustrate how it feels different. It's in the bones of this project. Mm -hmm. Everything about this is different. The way the women at the helm run it, everybody's happy. And not just the women, which like, LOL, people are like, what's it like to have a show run by women? And I'm like, it's just amazing. It's not even about women. It's amazing for everybody. Absolutely. Like that's actually the point of equity is that everybody gets to be happy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like nobody even really notices it until we have executive meetings and they're like, wow, look at all the ladies at the table. This is cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like they forget. Right, right. It's just everything is so good. Our set is happy. People are laughing. They feel appreciated. Yeah. Like we as a cast are amped. We love our jobs. Like, and we as a cast, <gasps> we're lucky. I mean, obviously the timing was, you know, 2020. Yeah. But during that 2020 break, from work, we were able to create real relationships. Yeah. And I I believe that that's what shows up in that pilot. Yeah. Most pilots, when they are filmed, the actors get to know each other for maybe a week and a half, two weeks prior mm. to filming. And now they have to portray the bestie or the boyfriend or the father yeah. or, you know, I'm obviously heartbroken for the, the the pandemic, but grateful for the time that we were able to share mm-hmm. prior to filming that pilot. Because when I watch the pilot for now the seventh time, <laughs> I still just beam because me having a personal experience, knowing all of our friendships, I can see it. Yeah. I can see it on the screen even in the pilot, and the audience has no idea what they're in store for. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I, I'm so excited to see each episode following. Yeah, me too. And I've had so many people that are actors, that are professional actors, that are working on shows that have messaged me over the time saying, like, my cast does not hang out like you guys do. 
Like, wait, like you guys are always hanging out. Like I can't mm-hmm. get my cast to get together or I can't get my cast to do things um, together. And I'm like, are we, is this not normal? Cause we, like, it feels just so right. Yeah. Um, well, but we have something very special we do. here. We really do. And that's part of it. That's why it feels different. It's not always like this, but, but we have fostered an environment together as a team and, you know, I think there's something really special in the fact that you and me and Edwin and Jason, like, we all had that year. And so in in that year of relationship, we were able to welcome Davi and Michael and Omar. Like, isn't it crazy to think they weren't with us till 2021? No, it's insane. Like, but, they but, feel like they've been here the whole time. Yeah, but even from shooting the pilot February of, uh, of February, March of 2021. Yeah. And not starting production until October. I know. We were still able, like, I was, like, having dinner at Davi's apartment, and Davi and I were hiking. Mm. Like, still had months to really get to know each other, even with Omar and Davi, you know, that a lot of people rarely even get that. Because with a pilot, once, once once you find out that the pilot's getting picked up, you're shooting in July. Yeah. You know, everything worked. So it really worked out. Everything worked out really, really great. And you know, to quote the great Jason Isaacs, <laughs> you know, they may be able to control how long we shoot this, but we control how we shoot this. Yeah. And and how we have created this experience has just truly, deeply been a dream come true. Mm. I wish that I can just record every minute of it so I can watch it when yeah. I'm in my 80s. <laughs> uh, me too. And just just sit and watch all of these moments. I am going to dust my camera off. I'm going to start bringing my camera around more. I know. My professional camera. I know. I was thinking the same thing actually over the holiday. I put mine in my carry-on bag. I charged it up. I was like, I got I to gotta be better about this. But it's interesting. Like, I love that we have had this whole experience together. Mm. and that we're sharing in the magic of it. Like, this is a dream come true for me. Yeah. Even after all this time doing all this work, like, this is a dream come true. This one. It's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Tell me about it. It's, I, I just, I'm just realizing that I'm having the same experience that you are. Yeah. And, like, what a what a privilege it is that we all get to experience it in this way and like whether it's your first series regular or not like this is magic yeah it's magic I love it and I I think about the opportunities to be here for each other like we've been through like all the highs and lows together oh yeah you know like we we're supporting each other through family stuff and relationship joy and yeah like we threw barbecues and we also marched yeah we did for months yes we did you know and and i've i just so value the the reality of friendship that wants to show up in every circumstance right i remember watching you watch the crowd on the day that the protest started at pan pacific park oof yeah, that was that was wild for me. It was it was incredible. That was wild for me. That was my first protest, like a real like pulling of my heartstrings 
inner freedom writer protests that I've shown up to on fire and, uh, and you know, had a couple of Sabrina cast members with me and then, and then my future cast member with me. It was just like, oh, we're, I'm going to bring this all together and we're going to go out there and we're going to, you know, and then we got to that corner and yeah, just looking around. It was I was it was like I wish that my mom had been standing there because she mm. would she she's never seen anything like that. It's just as far as my eye can see from the alleys to the streets to the park to the hills. It's just hundreds of white people just angry. Just furious. Furious. And it was just great to see that. Mm. I needed cuz we were in the prime lockdown time. I needed to get out of my house, stop watching the news, turn the phone off, mm. and see it and feel it. And I did. And it was soul, it was soul shifting. And I remember after I like picked my jaw up, I did. I looked at you and you were already looking at me. <laughs> and I was like, Sophia. And then like, and you were just like nodding your head, like, yeah, this is happening. And yeah, then I just burst into tears. And that was, yeah, that's definitely a day I'll never forget. Mm. That was wild. That was um, spiritually wild for me. And I loved that you were there for that. And so many other moments after that. Mm. One thing I will say, though, my first experience of having an actor not just think of self is you. Like when they, the first instance when they reached out wanting to interview you for the Hollywood Reporter on all of the protesting and, and the elections and you were just like, yeah, I'll do it if Sky Marshall can be interviewed as well. And I'm like, what? 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 And, <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, like what? Like you put your, you were willing to not do it if they didn't interview me. You're like, yeah, I don't care. Like I, I want, they have to interview you if they're going to interview me. Like that was powerful, and you've done mm. that, a f- like a few different times. Even like little subtle things that you may do, I pay attention to and I notice it. Like when I talk to people about you, because they ask me, like, what's it like to work with Sophia Bush? And I do tell them, I'm like, the woman is a humanitarian first and the actor second. Mm. Like she. Thank you. She does not take any of this for granted. But you also, you know the value of passing batons. You know the the value of delegating. You know the value of power and how to not abuse it. Mm. And, And able to check the people that do, whether they're abusing the power of privilege, the power of economy, a power of politics, whatever. You know, you're really good at at making sure that people, at least I can speak for myself, have equal opportunity to shine. And that, especially during the Black Lives Matter protests with that interview, that was the first where I was like, what? Like, I've just never had an actress or actor, actor period, ever do that. Not just for me, but with other actors as well. It's usually very much, I have to go and do all these things. I'll call you guys later. You know, so thank you for all of that. Thank you for, mm. for being so, so Sophia-ish, so bushy. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you. <laughs> um, oh I'm, my goodness. I'm really working on taking love in. I can know? tell. I'm watching your eyes process it, and then you're rubbing your ear. Yeah, it's hard. And I'm like, you're going to receive this whether you want like, to or oh, not, man, woman. Like, I know it's probably funny for some people to hear because they assume that in our you know position, our profession, we're always receiving, receiving. I'm always outputting, and I'm really trying to learn to receive. And that was very touching. Thank you. You're welcome, my love. Um. <laughs> This is probably why I'm not good at receiving compliments because they hit me really hard and then I cry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's 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 really yeah. That's a good emotion. I cherish that. Thank you. It's You're funny. I, I I it's it's interesting because I don't think I ever would have told that story because I'm like, what am I going to do? Be like, well, white people. This is, <laughs> This is an example of how you could be an ally. Like, God, it's so insufferable. Um, but oh it's it's special to hear you tell it. Yeah. Because it does make me realize that, like, that was my first thought that day. Like, when I got the call and they said they want to talk to you about being there, I was like, well, I'm in Sherbet. This is dumb. I'm not the person who's supposed to be centered here. Like, and I, I want to encourage people to read this. But also, the only way I'm going to walk through the door is if my friend gets to walk through the door with me. Mm. Like, I want, I want to know what her experience is. It's her yeah. story I want to read. And, yeah, I, I think that that instinct really, it's like it's more than an instinct for me. It feels like a calling. Like, I can't imagine. Like, when people say, why can't you just be an actor? Why do you have to be all political? I'm like, because you think I'm going to blow the privilege of having a megaphone and not use it to advocate for other I people? I know that's right. Like, wow, yeah. when our crews are fighting for better treatment, you think I'm not going to do an Instagram live to talk about shit I've witnessed on sets? And like, also to be very clear that most actors don't have a lot of power either. Mm -hmm. And like to tell our friends, like, hold the line. You deserve to hold the line. There are so many more of you than there are of us on a set. Please shut that shit down and win for yourselves. Absolutely. Win for yeah. all of us. Like, do it. You know, and I think it's it's why when I say this whole experience, this is magic. Like, even to work on a set and finally be in a position where as a producer, I get to call all the executives and say, like, what are we doing for our people? Like, how how are we looking at our hours? What do we have to prove to earn more time? Like, I'm not naive. I, I realize there's pragmatism that's required here. Like, but tell me what it looks like. Tell me how we get to advocate Absolutely. for these people. Yeah. And that is like, it's the dopest thing in the world to me. Not just to pass the baton, but like, if there is a room that I get to walk in to try to pull somebody else in it with me, and if there is a room that I have to walk in by myself because I'm like, I've been allowed in there as of the last three weeks, then I'm going to carry everyone else's batons in there and be like, have you looked at all of these? And that, that's the being rather than the time doing. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the being that I want for all of us on our on our set that's whether the, people that's see the, it or yeah, not no, that's the being that's who you are because i kid you not oh like because you are my friend i want to like 
like vent about my little things that I'm like at work. But then I have to like be careful because I'm like, wait, she's still producer Sophia and she will fix this. <laughs> when sometimes I'm just like, cause like my mom's like, Sophia, the makeup for the pot, like they did the makeup and it was lighter than my actual skin tone. And like, I know that she's like, what? And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> um, uh, let me dial back. That was They were just trying out. Um, a ma- She's going to get the, the darker makeup in immediately. Oh, oh because she, I, it, Sophia's gone. I She's not here anymore. I spoke to somebody Sophia's about gone. that. Sophia's gone. She's now calling Viacom CBS. I was like, I'm not going to. So, gonna... yeah, like, you definitely are, like, <laughs> you're, like, my own personal Robin Hood. But I, so I'm like, I have to be careful about, like, what I like friendly vent to you because I'm like, she's still a producer. No, and you can I always... even say like that the almonds were stale. The almonds are not going to be stale ever again. Oh and my I have God. to be careful who, uh, who I say that to when it comes to, uh, I definitely tried to, cause drop you will, you want everyone's experience to mm-hmm. be pleasant. You want everyone's experience to be great. And I love that about you because yeah, you do. You're you're very tapped in and you're extremely empathetic. So it's like if someone feels like they're not having a good time or that they're they want something or need something but they're scared to ask. It's like you feel it and you know it and then like it's gone. You're you're out of there. The doors are swinging and then you're coming back with the thing that they needed. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a such a beautiful thing. At the same time I'm like Sophia, delegate <laughs> let let the PA go no, do it. Or let right. the I know. Go do it Every or once in a while, you're so good. You'll be like, "This is not. Don't, nope. Don't, 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 don't. Just let don't. somebody else is going to answer that question. Just, just wait." Yeah, and I'm it. like, "Oh, yeah. Okay. You're like, no, no, All right. You're right. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna wait. <laughs> but it's funny. It's like I'll, I'll give you a thing that that uh, Grant and I do that's so helpful. Which like is a it's a great relationship tactic, but I think it's good for you know we're all in relationships whether they're romantic or not. Absolutely, is purge or problem solve? Purge or problem solve? Yeah. So like someone can come to you, like you could come to me with a problem, and I could be like, "What is going on?" And you're like, "This is just a purge." And then it's like, "I just need to vent," versus being like, "I need you to help me problem solve." And then it's like, "Okay." And it and oh, it's like and that. it's beautiful, especially in partnership, like romantic partnership. Cause sometimes we just want to vent and sometimes we're like, help me. But when someone like immediately goes into fix it mode when you're trying to vent, it doesn't feel great. And then sometimes when you really want help fixing and someone's like, well, yeah, well, you got a lot on your plate and then like walks away. You're like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> help me fix it. And so it's funny to learn that like if you if you give somebody just a little qualifier and I like, I like the alliteration. So purge or problem solve. Um, but it's great. Right. So you can be We're like, apply that. Oh, you can vent to me all you want at work, but just be like, this is just a purge. And then I'll know not to go set something on fire in your defense. Absolutely. In my defense. Yeah. I will. I, 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 I'm starting that tomorrow. I love it. I definitely did drop a line about your experience with the foundation was like, I'm just going to say this in as friendly a manner as possible so that I don't blow a gasket, but just know that on the inside I am the fact that our other lead actress is being met with foundation. That is not her skin shade in 2021 (laughs) is completely fucking unacceptable. And in case no one's seen Fenty is a $75 million quarterly brand that Rihanna launched with 75 skin shades. So fix it. And everyone was like, okay. But I, I know the next day I was like, this is actually a perfect match. <laughs> Did you? Is this? And literally, I'm not kidding you. We have Fenty 
all over. Listen, I was just like, we're not going to debate about this. I will even give you a footnote. There will be a resource. Goodbye. Oh my goodness. That was hysterical how quick it got fixed. But I was like, oh, but it also taught me to like, to like ask for what I want as well. Like it didn't need to be a vent. It could have been me directly having the conversation with someone. Mm -hmm. It didn't have to be, you know, you, but you know, it, that's been a learning curve for me is, is as you know, which I've Mm -hmm. expressed to you before is like using my voice and and asking for what yep. I need and not just being a good soldier. You know what I mean? Yes. Like just, yep, you want me to stand here? Cool. You want me to do that? Yep. You want me to do it faster? Awesome. Slow it down? Cool. Like I just, versus like you and Jason are really good at like, no, this is a process for you as well. If you have questions or if you want to, you know, try something a little different, like just speak up. And I'm Mm. like, it sounds easy, doesn't it? (laughs) Well, you know, but that's still a learning process for me. Mm. And like you were there that night that I even said to Jason, I I was complimenting him for how much he's pushing me to not just be as professional as quickly as possible, but to like really take my time as an artist. And he's helping me turn that lens that is so easy for me to offer to other people about like, take your time, get what you need. What do you need to be comfortable? He's been very helpful to me in terms of being like, but when do you do that for you? Like, why do you just, why do you try to assist camera to get the shot as quickly as possible? Like, what do you want to experience in the scene? And I'm like, oh shit, (laughs) shit. (laughs) All right, God, okay, this is hard. But it, I think it's good to, it's good to check in about that stuff. Well, that's a healthy relationship is yeah. when someone can put a mirror up. Yeah. And and as you said, we are all in relationship. Mm-hmm. An, an authentic relationship to me is when people can be like, here's the mirror. Do you see what you're doing? Do you see it? Yeah. Do you see it? And not scared to do that. Yeah. Out of fear of loss. Yeah. Or fear of confrontation. You know, to be able to do that. And... I feel like we've all been able to learn how to, you know, gracefully and slowly move into that space naturally without forcing it yeah. of like knowing when we're at that place in our relationship where we can just be like, stop, don't do that. Don't, ah, 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 ah. Or like <laughs> yell like yeah. I did with Jason and then immediately hug it out. Yeah. Right. But then like you and I were like little girls like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if he's mad at me. And meanwhile, he is not mad at all. Right? Like it's but it's just like that's what makes to me like such real relationships that yeah. we can do that and not edit ourselves and be mm-hmm. on our best behavior for 12 to 14 hours a day, Monday to Friday. Yeah. You know, because that mask will drop real quick. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that we've all been able to get to that space that's so real because it is also showing up on screen. Mm-hmm. You know, I sneak and look at playback a lot now just to like, you know, see what's going And I'm like, it's just so delicious. It's delicious. Oh, my God. I know. Somebody tweeted me after the pilot and was like, my life goal is to have Sophia Bush describe something I do as delicious. And I was like, it is my highest compliment. (laughs) It really is. And we are doing some delicious things. When you think about how good this is and you want to stay present, and this is like the both and, right? This is the whole point of like when I wrote 
about being a work in progress is like cherish where you are and celebrate it, but also certainly look at what you want to do. What do you think about goals? Like what is the goal beyond right here, right now? Oof, honey. Well, yeah, I definitely want to have my own travel show because I'm addicted to traveling, as you know. That's my heartbeat. So that would be cool. I've been working on that. I have, I think, like five episodes of different destinations that I've shot and I've I've edited on my own, which... Um, I'm pretty proud of. So I'm just kind of building my, not kind of, I am building my resume of videos so that come time um, to produce my own travel show, I will have some proof in my pudding to show when it comes time, pitching time. So, because, you know, I never, I, I used to watch so many different travel shows growing up and I've never seen a black female travel host. I, they might be out there. I just, I haven't seen it. Um, especially with my personality. And I would love to be able to um, have like a different co-host in every episode and that co-host be someone from that country that is an influencer in that country, whether Mm. it be in beauty or dating or um, politics or whatever the case may be. Um, And it'll be called Culture Shock. And yeah, so I'm really excited about that. It's still, you know, a work in progress as always. And then I want to direct more. I've directed before and I really loved it. It was um, such an incredible opportunity. I worked with my girlfriend, Jose Eels, who you've met uh, on a project called Killing Karen Soloway. And it was such, an, such a fulfilling experience, which I, I know you've, you've had. It's just, so that was something I've always said, like, oh, those are two projects that will happen when I get the series regular. Mm-hmm. I had such a laser beam focus on getting the show. Mm-hmm. I did not want to steer off that road. I didn't want to multitask. I didn't want to be the person that's like, I'm this slash this slash this. Slash. Like I just wanted to really just f- focus on on that. And now that it's accomplished, those are the two things I have brewing. Um, relationships. You know, relationships are always nice. Um, My goal is always to grow in love and relationships because that is the one thing I personally feel I can't do on my own. Mm. I can read as many books as I want and I can watch as many TED Talks as I want and I can tap and burn sage and rub crystals all I want. But at the end of the day, I need real world experience with another human being mm. to to really see my progress in love and relationships. So I'm always looking forward to that, to those experiences. And um, buying a house is a huge goal of mine. Mm-hmm. So I've been looking at properties, but I'm going to absolutely talk to you and Grant more about that since you have such great experience in, in real estate, the two of you. Because I'm very much um, green in that sense. Those are, yeah. That's a good list. Yeah. I think that's a pretty solid, solid list. Um, And then seeing my family more would be fun. But that's where the house comes in because then I want to have a guest house and toss my mom in. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I want you close. I just don't want you in the room next door. With me, but not like with me, with me. You feel me? But like just during the cold months of Chicago. Yeah. 
Like she could be a snowbird. She would. That would be her heaven if yeah. I like had that opportunity set up for her. So yeah, those are those are the majors. I love those that. are the majors for sure. I love that. You know? um, and and then I also have like some charitable stuff that I I have in mind and um and a foundation that I'm working on that I want to talk to you about as well. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, the percentage of young black and brown kids with passports is so extremely low. Yeah. It's so extremely low. And backpacking through Europe is just not a part of our dinner table conversation growing up. It's just not. Mm. You know, um, a lot of families just believe that they could spend that money on something more important, like bills and food and healthcare and education. That traveling is not ever anywhere really close to high priority for a lot of black and brown families in America. So I would love to um, do like a contest every year where uh, high school students have to submit an essay, but in in order to be considered uh, for the trip overseas, first destination will be Ghana, um, they have to submit a photo of their passport. Mm. So whether they get selected or not, they got a passport at least. At least they got the passport. I mean, I just, yeah, I have so many different really cool ideas in my head that I plan on flushing out in 2022 and 2023, but I'm not touching any of them until we're done filming because I just want to sit in this. (laughs) So until April, I'm just good Sam all day, every day and creating new vision boards for post season one production. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I'm starting to think about, it's like, I wish this whole wall was a whiteboard and we could just You know what I mean? I think we should do it. This would be a great lab wall. Right? Like Mm -hmm. maybe we just put paper up. But I love the idea of beginning to board out post-season one. And then I've actually been thinking, because you inspire me about really getting serious with the universe about what we want. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm going to then make a list of what we're going to do during season two. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's plot the years. We want to do this job mm-hmm. for many years yep. together yep. and have a time. Such a time. I've already reserved the Airbnbs for our weekend trips. Perfect. Season two and three. Can't wait. <laughs> we're out here like spring of 2024. <laughs> we will be on the lake. We're going. Ugh. Oh my God. That's the other thing, guys. Our our Toronto friends listening, if you have great travel info, please send it to the podcast. Where should we be going? Please. Give us your tips. Yeah. Please and thank you. I've never met a bad meal oh, in Toronto. Me neither. Some of the best food in this city, but I want to know those hidden gems as well, like the Same. cool speakeasies or mm. the great day trips. Yep. And then the weekend getaways. The hiking spots. Tell us your secrets. Give it to us. Okay, so we have a lot of progress plans. Mm-hmm. What in your life right now feels like your work in progress? Ooh. <laughs> you knew that question was coming, but oh it always God, takes people by going. surprise. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a battle, an inside battle with marriage and kids. That's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. I definitely would like to enroll a therapist after production to 
help me unpack that because I feel like I'm at the stage where I am constantly repeating the same narrative that has kept me safe. Mm-hmm. And with love, marriage, family, all of that, it's very scary territory that is so worth it. It's so worth it. It's scary. It's always scary, but it's so worth it. And the brain is not designed to make you happy. The brain is designed to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. So I'm very clear on the way my brain has operated around love, marriage, and kids, which I've shared with you before. And I'm I'm kind of, you know, when you get to that point where you're kind of tired of your own bullshit, mm-hmm. I would like to know why. I would yeah. like to know why has the idea of no marriage, no kids that has protected me for so long, why am I still holding on to it when I have had the opportunity to meet such incredible people, such mm-hmm. incredible men? So, yeah, that's a work in progress that... I have just recently decided that I'm going to have a professional help me, like help facilitate that experience and and see where it goes. If it leads me right back to like, actually, nah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> but at least but I'm allowing myself to look at it. Yeah. I haven't really quite looked at it. I've just repeated it. Well, and remember what happened when you looked at what you thought about acting. Ha ha, you see what I mean? You became a series regular on a CBS medical drama. And I started late. Mm -hmm. So even in this area where I've told myself, Mm -hmm. oh, you're not a young chicken anymore. You, you know, (laughs) you know, I'm, I'm considering. And that consideration comes when you do experience someone treating you really incredible. And I'm currently having that experience. So now in that space, um, I would like to, I would like to explore that. So that's a work in progress right now. I'll keep you updated. I will give you all my resources. Please do. Like you, <laughs> I don't know I am anyone. a bit of a late bloomer. <laughs> I had to do much therapy to get here. Oh yeah, amazing. Please. Ugh, I just love. I think taking- we had. A, I think we had a conversation mm-hmm. right before. Um, you and Grant got serious. Like you were excited about Grant. But remember we went on that hike and we were both like having that conversation. And mm-hmm. like now, like two years later, look at look at this. This is incredible. Mm-hmm. My goodness. It takes work. It does. Especially for, I got it. I'm good. I've handled yep, it. I've me. got it. That's Women me. like yep, us. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I love homework. Okay, I'm yeah. ready. So that's mine. All right. That's, yeah. Here we go, 2022. Here we go. Bring it. <laughs> I'm so excited you. for this year. I love you too, boo. Boo. <laughs>